This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Yesterday we were talking about the process of evacuating a hospital. You know, like, for example, what happened in Yellowknife, right? And all the different things to go into that. It's a big, big job. And, you know, the list of potential outcomes and all the different things that you have to go over before you can even start is mind-boggling. And then things come up along the way. One of the questions I asked Warren Thursk of the Alberta Medical Association was, you transfer the patients, from the Northwest Territories, obviously, but the doctors, nurses, you know, therapists, whatever, whoever else is working in that hospital, they're also evacuated too. Um, can we use them? Can can we use them to help with the additional patients that we know have been sent to Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, you name it? Um, they're all over the place. And the answer was no, probably not. Not easily anyway, because there are rules around that. So what are the rules? Let's find out. We're going to speak with Dr. Lorian Hardcastle, who is an associate professor in the Faculty of Law at the University of Calgary. She deals in health law primarily. Uh, Dr. Hardcastle, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. So it's not that easy, right? It's not like, oh, hey, we've got a whole bunch of healthcare workers evacuated hanging out in Edmonton. Let's put them to work. There's rules about that when it comes to jurisdiction, aren't there? There are. Um, there are rules with respect to uh, registering as a, as a doctor in, in Alberta, which you typically call a medical license. And so there's that, that licensing process that has to happen. And then secondly, if the doctors are based in a hospital, they have to get what are called hospital privileges to be able to admit patients to hospital, order treatment in the hospital, etc. Now, obviously, doctors move around, nurses move around. Every healthcare worker has the potential to move anywhere they want in Canada. So what happens in those cases? Is, it a, is there a process, like you say, that they need to go through? They need to get the licensing? And I imagine that all takes a fair amount of time, right? There, there, is, there certainly is a process. Um, and, and there have been moves in recent years to try to streamline that process. For example, Alberta passed uh, mobility, uh, labor mobility legislation and, and has pushed on some of the regulatory bodies to make that, that process easier. Um, there were also discussions of how to make that process easier during COVID. Um, and, and indeed, there are specific laws that allow for uh, licenses to, to happen quicker in a public health emergency. So, so there's a lot of discussion in this, in this space about how to make this easier. Um, but, but of course, a lot of that is still, still unfolding and won't necessarily be in place immediately for these, these health professionals. In terms of what we need to do, like I assume that if you're a doctor in Winnipeg, you're not going to have to come and write an equivalency exam to work in British Columbia or in Edmonton or whatever. Like, I assume we, uh, we're at the same level of training in all the like, is it just paperwork? There's no testing or anything like that involved, is there? No, it's it's a it's a paperwork yeah. paperwork process, um, and so you know you're you're providing paperwork around. Uh, 
when you were licensed there, you're you're providing uh, documentation from your home regulatory authority, and and all of that can can take time. Although, um, you know, they they have been able to do it to do it quickly. Actually, in, during COVID, the Northwest Territories um, very quickly licensed a number of Alberta doctors to be able to provide virtual care to patients in the Northwest Territories. So so they can make it happen quickly um, where there is that kind of emergency situation. When we say they can make it happen. Who's the thing? Because like you say, there's the province involved, there's the colleges, there's the, I mean, who ultimately makes that decision? So it's the colleges that that really do the heavy lifting on this. The the provinces um, pass the regulatory framework, but it's really the colleges that do the heavy lifting on reviewing the paperwork, granting that that registration or or license to the applicant. And like you say, there are examples. We've we've, we've done it before. It, It can happen. It's just a matter of, I mean, working towards something permanent, I would guess, right? Where in, in extreme circumstances, this is what applies. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, there are discussions happening um, that would cover not only extreme circumstances, but there are discussions around a pan-Canadian medical license that would allow people to practice in any jurisdiction. Um, and those conversations have been going on for a long time. Um, but with COVID and with the rise of virtual care, those conversations have received new, new energy behind yeah. them. Yeah, no kidding. It makes it makes so much sense, Doc. I mean, like, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, if you if you're a Canadian doctor, you're a Canadian doctor. I guess that would be the easiest way to go. Yeah, I think that the, the, the some of the concerns with that pan Canadian license are are less around your skills and qualification to practice across the country, and more around issues like funding. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> always is right, uh, Doctor Hardcastle. the money. <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you for having me.